We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, y'all, it's Vlad Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's Thursday. We're getting into Friday coming up. End of another week. We got uh, about Easter. Easter's next week. Simply like Easter gets gets later and later anymore. It's mid, mid-April now. I always thought Easter was earlier. But anyways... NCAA tournament wrapped up, and we have another champion, and it's in the it's in the ACC, North Carolina, the champs. Which is funny because after the first week, there was one, there was maybe like one ACC ACC team left. It was North Carolina, and of course, you had people from the other power conferences pounding their chests. ACC is dead. Go ACC, blah, blah, blah. ACC sucks. Ha, ha, ha. Overrated. And then by the end of the second weekend, you had one ACC team. You had four teams left. One was from the ACC. One from the freaking West Coast Conference, Gonzaga. And, of course, you had, um, shoot, you had South Carolina, and you have Baylor. So South Carolina, you know, SEC, Baylor the Big 12. So, uh, you know what? Scratch that. Oregon from the Pac-12. I'm getting the Oregon and the Baylor jerseys mixed up because they're freaking green. Both of them. But Baylor's is green, but Oregon is like the green, green, leprechaun, lucky charm type of green. Instead, it's not like that. It's not that annoying type of green where it's like it just you know I guess it pisses you off when you look at it. That or that in the ridiculous court looking court as well. But um, yeah. So yeah, one from the Pac-12, one from the ACC, one from SEC, one from a mid-major West Coast Conference. So Oregon had a chance to take out. North Carolina, but played hero ball at times. Wasted possessions by trying to shoot threes. A lot of times, you just, these instances, you gotta just keep it simple. Get the two. And that's what happened. That's what should have happened. And North Carolina walked out with a win. And, um, as far as the championship game goes, I mean, overall, the tournament was good. It was a really good tournament. You had people complaining after because the first two rounds there wasn't there wasn't enough drama, and of course you had all these hot takes of wanting to fix college basketball when there was really nothing wrong with it to begin with. Plus viewership, 
Ratings are up with the tournament as well. The ratings were up 40% supposedly. But yeah, let's fix college basketball because it's not it's not interesting. For those saying that, stick to college football and pros because that's all you know. But on the women's side also, yeah, I mean, UConn lost. And to me, I swear to God, if you watch that game, it's almost as like as if... It's almost as if UConn lost that game on purpose because they, they passed up so many second-chance points in the paint where they could just easily put it up and in. And they just kept passing the ball out. But enough of that. Back to the f- final game. You know, the game itself, I mean, it was great in the first half. Second half, the referees just took it over and destroyed it. Maybe they were trying to script it to be WWE-like. I don't know. Maybe to keep it close. But it was ridiculously bad. But, um, you know, it was cool. I mean, the court... For Phoenix, I mean, in Arizona, I mean, it looked nice. I mean, it was nicely, it looked like everything was nicely done. But now we got to deal with transfers now. You know, Penny's are bringing some players, and there's guys available. So we'll see how that goes. Of course, they're looking, you know, they got to bring another assistant coach well, as well. You know, Orlando, Orlando Teague was off the market, so you can't get him. But given the whole scandal he was in with the cheating scandal, probably not a good idea to bring him in anyway. You know, I guess he tried to do what he tried to do what he did with what the uh, Calipari does at Kentucky, and well, just didn't work out. You can't. I mean, you can't. What you can do at Kentucky, you can do at Kentucky, but you can't do it in South Florida. Too many, uh, too much going on there. All right, now let's get to some pit talk. I have not talked about the uh, AD hire for Heather Like. And uh, hey, you know what? It's cool we're hiring a female because you know women tend to be have more common sense than we do as men. You know, that's usually that's how it goes usually. There's nothing wrong with that. Really, there's not. And look at her resume. You know, she did, she did some pretty she did some work with Ohio State. And she did pretty well with Eastern Michigan. I mean, one thing to realize about Eastern Michigan football is when she came in, there was talk of Eastern Michigan going Division One AA, dropping down on the classification. Because they just you know, the, the notion was they couldn't do it anymore at, at 1A. And I can understand why. Because if you're, if you're a member of like a MAC conference, you're probably drawing not enough revenue. You know, you're not bringing as much revenue in. And, of course, you know, and if you keep losing, you can't, you can't make... I mean, the hires you make... <laughs> That's in you know when you when you're in a mass school that they, they gotta be really good. You got you got they gotta be really good hires. You gotta know what you're doing when selecting the right guy for the job. Because you can't afford a bunch of losing seasons or else interest is gone. 
and that's was that's what was happening for Michigan. You know, they could. You know, if you can't win, then that's that. But um, that was the unfortunate thing that happened with these. You know, with with you know with programs like Eastern Michigan, but she made it work. They just went to a bowl game. And they're investing money in there to their um, facilities, thirty-five million. So, being that she was also the highest state too, she knows football drives the bus. She knows it, and obviously, I think at Pitt football is going to be probably the priority. Which is nothing wrong with that. Football drives the bus, but I'm not sure what she can do with pit football. You know, fan you know, the fan base, you'll have your core fans, but the rest of the people are fickle. And if it's the same crap that you see year in and year out with Pitt, people are gonna show up. They have some momentum right now. You know, two consecutive eight win seasons, but they need a breakthrough. Can they do it? Who knows? I don't think Pitt's ever going to pack Heinz Field. It's just a reality. It's 65,000 plus. I mean, there's just reality involved, and I just don't think it's going to happen. It happened once, 2003, but you had you know Larry Fitzgerald, who was a Heisman contender. Pitt was a favorite to win the Big East that year. And they had a really good product, but it fell, you know, they fell apart. So can she do it here? Who knows? I mean, this is not like the Pirates, where the Pirates is you know where they can suck for twenty years. Yeah, this is the Pirates where you can hand out bobbleheads and get thirty and pack your you know and pack your uh, stadium, despite how bad the team sucks, which they did for about twenty something twenty something odd years, but they still pack the stadium because you know. PNC Park is a beautiful ballpark. Great place to watch a game. And, of course, you want to attract fans, hand out free shit. Excuse my language. So, she's got that. She wants to bring in, she wants to bring in lacrosse, which is grand. I mean, you might as well be like the Lax Bros at, in the ACC. Go ahead, might as well join them. But um, you know, there's a lot. Obviously, you know, Scott Barnes this brief time here you know, did some good for the university, but the uh, what really uh, killed his legacy, what, what was his brief stay, brief stay here, was the pit basketball situation, and pretty much when you uh. In any type of instance, when you get rid of the cult leader, the cult following is going to get you for it. And that's what happened with Scott Barnes. And he really didn't get rid of Jamie Dixon. That's the notion we're getting at, we're, we're dealing with. He left on his own, and of course, they're, they're saying that he nudged him out. No, he, he wanted Jamie to give up some uh, full control of the program. 
He wanted you know, Scott Bar- you know, that's, the, that's the thing when, when you have a new boss Your new boss is going to want your hand in everything You know, He's going to want to be Knowing what's going on I mean it happens it Happens at one place You know, Several places I worked at where I got a new boss And they want to know everything And have some control over decision makings It happens Sometimes it works Sometimes it doesn't Person quits and leaves well, kind of what happened there. So that's done. But we'll see what happens. And we got three minutes left, so I'll talk about briefly about Pitt Spring football. Right now, obviously, the guy who's steering things is Max Brown at quarterback. But I really wouldn't be too personally. I really wouldn't be too sore on the guy. He's going to be the one. Because at USC, he got unseated, he got unseated by underclassmen. I mean, the guy was on, I think, a redshirt freshman, I believe. Or, I mean, he's a probably... I mean, he's here, he's here freshman. Or he's, here, he's probably a sophomore now. But, yeah, he got unseated by that guy. Sam Darnold. He got unseated by him, and Darnold obviously is really good. He's probably going to play on Sundays. Max Brown, who knows if he'll play on Sundays or not. I mean, he obviously tried to play on Saturdays, and, well, he ended up losing his job because he struggled. But Sean Watson tends to be really good with uh, quarterbacks, so maybe he will shape him up a bit. But like I said, I wouldn't. But because of that, I mean, I still won't be too soon to him yet. Plus, he has some competition as well. Manny Stalker's still there. There's Ben Denucci, Ugh. Tom McVitie. He still has those guys to deal with. So I wouldn't be too sold on Max Brown yet. Because he obviously couldn't win the starting quarterback job at USC. But that's the thing. If you're a four or five star quarterback at a program like USC, they recruit several of those guys. So if you struggle, someone else is going to take your job. That's just the reality of it. So let's hope a pit that he realizes that and he can lose his job again. Because if not, if we just give the keys to him, it could be a long season. Who knows? But that's the thing. It all comes down to who's a quarterback for us. Hell to pit.